0: about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Happy 2024! New year, new you, right? Let me guess. You're thinking about joining a new gym, starting a fad diet, buying that everyone's always yammering on about, (laughs) I've got a better idea. Listen to my podcast. I'm Samantha B, writer, comedian, and host of Choice Words from Lemonada Media. This whole month of January, we're going to help you make better choices in 2024. We'll go beyond superficial hacks and get at the truth of how to lead a more meaningful life. Just search for Choice Words on your podcast player of choice and hit follow so you don't miss an episode. Now that is a good choice. Lemonade.
0: I'm Kiki Monique, and this is I'm Sorry, your favorite podcast about apologies. And this week, I spent way too much time deep diving into the origin stories of TikTok content houses, and now I just feel gross.
2: This is Mohana del Sheikhi, and I live in a house that produces no content except this podcast, so uh, please uh, continue to listen to it.
3: Thank God. And I'm Oja Lopez, and this week I spent about 45 minutes total trying to untangle a mess of necklaces that I've had for, I don't know, maybe the last 10 years. And you guys, I'm not good at it. I gave up three or four times and I'm still not done. This is just a PSA. Just keep your necklaces separated in little baggies or something. It's hell in there.
2: Great advice.
3: I have one necklace that says, um, it just is a big necklace that says sad on it. (laughs) My friend (laughs) Stacy gave to me when I was depressed like eight years ago. (laughs) And it's still my favorite necklace.
2: <laughs> That's very effective, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah,
3: just to let people out there know what's going
0: on with me. Yeah, exactly.
2: Just so you know.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> this week, we're talking to Alison Rosen. She's a podcaster, a writer, TV personality. She's the host of podcasts. Allison Rosen is your new best friend and Upworthy Weekly. Uh, she was also the former news girl and co-host on The Adam Carolla Show. We are going to talk to Allison, get to know her a little bit, talk about her background, her shows. But then we also are going to deep dive into this Khloe Kardashian, Tristan Thompson situation because um, it really needs to be broken down, don't you think? I mean, there are a lot of moving parts and I think we need to go through the timeline. Um, And Allison is someone who will be great to join us and help us dissect all of this Kardashian, Tristan uh, Thompson mess. Hi, Allison. Thank you so much for joining. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if you know much about us, but we talk a lot about apologies and we talk a lot about cancel culture. And so we were really excited to get into um, something I'm very passionate about, which is uh, Khloe Kardashian, and Tristan Thompson. So we're going to get into a lot of that, but we want to talk to you a a little bit more. First, you have a podcast. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. How did you Come up with that. Like, is that something that someone you're everybody's best friend? Like, where does that come from? So Allison Rosen is
4: your new best friend actually started mm, 2009, 2010 as a streaming Internet show. I don't know if you guys remember Ustream where you could like stream yourself and there was a it was interactive because there was a chat room. So it started then and I think I first named it something really original like the Allison Rosen show or the Allison Rosen experience (laughs) or experiment or these names that like a million other people have. And then Allison Rosen is your new best friend just popped into my head. I like it was sort of almost like a like a, a meme before memes. Like I feel like that you'd see that in magazines a lot, like these jeans are your new best friend, or like the purse that's <laughs> gonna be your new best. It wasn't only fashion, but it was like a little bit sort of flippant or facetious at the time. But then I feel like it sort of turned into something more sincere. As it has gone on, because I do want to be everyone's new best friend and I do want people to listen to my show and feel less alone and feel like these, you know, things about them that they think might be odd or weird or make them, uh, you know, unlovable or whatever are actually very common. Like I feel like underneath it all, like we're all quite similar, but everyone feels like their own weird special flower. So,
0: yeah, it's become more sincere. You're kind of the opposite of Mohanad Oha and I. Like, you want to be everyone's best friend. We want no friends. We, like, try to push people as far away as possible. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm on the podcast looking for enemies uh, for for the most part. Yeah, but not with our guests, obviously.
0: I mean, good,
4: because Conan O'Brien has come out with his show called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And as I said in an Instagram comment on his post, I said, I invented podcasts about friendship. So, I don't need more people trying to did get. Did he respond? He did not, which is pretty. Do you guys use bad words on this one? Of course. Oh, it's pretty yeah. shitty. <laughs> it's pretty shitty if you ask me. Um, No, but anyway, I don't need more people in the friendship space. So I'm yeah. happy that you guys are are alienating people.
3: It is celebrities' superpower to not know that we exist, though. That is their superpower. <laughs> I do believe that it's a s- expert and magical superpower that they get to have.
0: Um, Allison, speaking of your best friends, it seems like throughout your career, you have spent a lot of time. I mean, you yourself are a comedian and you've been around a lot of comedians. And... I've noticed, you know, Mahan is a comedian. Oha is also a comedian. I've noticed like as we've gone into like very deep into this cancel culture, apology culture, I kind of feel like comedians are getting the raw end of this deal because like things that were funny in like the 90s that didn't hold up, I don't know if necessarily comedians need to be held accountable for things that we did really laugh at in 1990 and we thought was funny that maybe just isn't so funny now. I don't know. How do you feel? Do you feel that comedians who are like getting canceled now for maybe things they've done in the past? It's fair? I don't.
4: I mean, and I, and I should just clarify. I'm a um, I'm a, a funny person. I don't do stand up though. I did it for okay. like a minute many years ago. Um, so I feel like people who are true comedians, if I let that sit there, they'll be they'll cancel me for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I no. I you know I have found myself taking the argument that there's no such thing as cancel culture, really, it's consequence culture, because I think we've seen a ton of people get canceled, who and deservedly so. That being said, recently, I find myself going back and forth. Recently, I've started thinking, I don't know that I agree entirely that there's no such thing as cancel culture, because I can think of people who have been, quote unquote, canceled, and I don't think it was warranted I think that we do need to consider the intent um have you guys talked about Alison Roman on your show do you know who that is
3: yeah we have Yeah. yeah briefly just in relation to the Chrissy Teigen kind of part
4: yeah I was thinking about her recently and she's she has a name that's almost like mine but other than that I don't know her personally I'm not like a huge fan she's She's sort of an indefensible figure in a way. At the same time, I think that the reason that she was canceled, which is in that interview, she talked about Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo selling out because they, you know, Marie Kondo preached minimalism and then started selling products, and then she got canceled for targeting Asian women. And I don't really think that's what like when when I say that we should consider intent. I think she miss, well, I don't know whether she misspoke. I think she actually meant what she said, but I don't know that she deserved to lose her New York Times job.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like sometimes, like, the cancellation depends on whether people like you so much or not. Yes, yes. Uh, because Louis C.K. was canceled all the way into Madison Square Garden, which he filmed <laughs> his special in in <laughs> <Right>. August. <laughs> uh, which was, like, what, 20,000 people uh, filled mm-hmm. that arena? So, and then you have someone like uh, Kathy Griffin who, you know, had that picture with where she was, like, held... Uh, Donald Trump's head right and she had this whole like you know uh, backlash about it and she was she's in this seasons of uh search party I don't know if you oh, watch that love show Search Party. HBO. I
4: love search party I haven't seen the new season yeah. yet though
2: and so she was like playing a character who was like you know uh kind of like a conspiracy theorist and, and all of that and she's like you know has some like makeup and like wig and stuff like that and I did not even recognize her, not because she it doesn't look like her, it's just because I forgot that she still did stuff because of right. because of that picture. She hasn't been in anything.
4: Well, I do of late wonder, is it do women get cancelled harder? If we're gonna look at the people who've been canceled I mean, yeah. who've been what what I would think is unfairly cancelled, it seems to be more women. And that
2: oh, makes yeah. me
0: Annoyed. America hates women. They yes. hate Oh, absolutely. women. I mean, you know, look, like, I think that we could look at the New Year's Eve special, the CNN New Year's Eve special, where Andy Cohen yeah. went off and basically said Bill de Blasio was the worst thing that ever happened, right? And we can look at Haffi Griffin, who also pretty much said right. Donald Trump was the worst thing that ever happened. I mean, had a decapitated head, but you know, whatever, that was art. <laughs> yes. And the responses have been massively different so yes right. i think women get canceled way harder
2: yeah absolutely
4: can i tell you guys my hot take on contrition i i have felt this for years and years and years when someone says i apologize the word apologize versus i'm sorry i always think if they say i'm a i apologize that feels calculated and insincere interesting i've rarely heard a use of apologize that felt sincere. In fact, my four-year-old got angry at me last night. We were playing a board game. He got mad at me for something. Maybe mad is the wrong. He was mad at me, but also upset. And I felt that it was silly, but I did want to apologize to him anyway. And I almost said, I apologize. And then I stopped myself. And I'm like, no, that is, I wouldn't mean it if I said that. And I said, I'm sorry.
0: I think that's a really good point. I feel like I use the word apologize when I'm talking about, an apology i've given but not Mm -hmm. like to the actual person yeah Yeah. i think
4: that people use it when they feel like they're supposed to be contrite versus i mean i I don't know across the board but that's just always been my my gut feeling is that it's it's when they are trying to show someone that they're contrite versus when they actually feel remorse i get that
2: yeah i honestly feel like if we look more into it you'll be you'll be right because i feel like Usually people just go to, like, I'm sorry, you know, mm-hmm. instead of, I mean, this podcast name is not I apologize for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, now I want to pull out all those notes apologies that people have done and see where they've said I apologize versus they've said I'm sorry. Yeah, because yeah. it seems like
3: apologizing is the act of saying I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. it isn't actually saying I am sorry. Right. Um,
4: that It's a like, if this hurt you, I apologize.
2: Oh, yeah. You know,
0: speaking of apologies, I mean, one apology that we could dissect recently was Tristan Thompson. I mean, Mm -hmm. Tristan Thompson um, has a new baby. It's a third baby mama. And it was a surprise to nobody. Right. I mean, it was (laughs) a surprise, but also not a surprise to anyone. Um, You know, Tristan and Khloe Kardashian have uh, been involved with each other. They started dating back in 2016. Uh, It's now 2022. And what's interesting about when they met. So Larsa Pippen, who's now on Real Housewives of Miami, if you are following that, she was really good friends with the Kardashians. And then suddenly it was in like, I think, November, like 2020, they all stopped following her. What she then came out and revealed was that she had been supposedly dating Tristan at the time she brought him to a party of Kim's, and then she says ten days later, Chloe was dating him. She said she doesn't, you know, like it's it's it is what it is. Um so already I'm thinking off the bat, does Chloe owe Larsa an apology? Because it seems like Larsa had been dating Tristan, and then 10 days later she's dating Tristan?
4: Yeah, and then to add insult to injury, she's like, I'm stealing your boyfriend and I'm not going to follow you anymore and neither is my whole family. That seems extra rude.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's so weird that they do everything together as a family.
3: <laughs> right. They're all <laughs> dating him.
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: They're like a little army together. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, that's fair. Exactly. I mean, when
0: I unfollow someone, I expect all my friends to unfollow them too. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm very petty in that way.
2: Just just yeah. let us know, Kiki. Yeah,
0: I know also that a big
3: part of it was that Tristan Thompson had also a a child with another woman and that it wasn't just Larsa, that apparently Tristan was still with that woman who he had a child with at the same time as getting into the relationship with Chloe. So yeah, just right from the beginning, right from the beginning, it's already sort of
0: doomed in a lot of ways. That was the first Jordan. So Jordan Craig, you know, Tristan Mm -hmm. started dating and... According to Jordan, you know, he press like pressured her. Like he really wanted to have a child. So like they, you know, went through all of that pressure to have a child. And then a month after she gets pregnant, all of a sudden, all of these tabloids start featuring him out and about with another woman. Now, she didn't name who the other woman was, but we find out later that it is Khloe Kardashian. Mm-hmm. So... You know, Jordan says that, like, basically, she was so stressed out during her entire pregnancy that she had a really rough pregnancy because he had cheated on her allegedly with Chloe. so it's kind of it's definitely already messy, so am I understanding
4: that when Chloe started dating her friend Larsa's boyfriend, he was actually Jordan's boyfriend too. and yeah. exactly and she was like a, a a month or two pregnant, yeah. he owes everyone an apology
0: dick. Yeah, everyone. Exactly. is dating this guy who, you know, is with this woman who's pregnant. And then the Chloe steals, allegedly steals him from Larsa. So, and, you know, the only people we feel sorry, the only person we feel sorry for at this point is Jordan Craig, because she's like, I was just with this guy. You know, he wanted me to have a baby. I'm having this baby. And now he is cheating on me. And, you know, so she has a baby boy in December 2016. And again, the timeline that Chloe says they start dating was September 2016. So either way, it's still messy, right? Even if he was broken up. You know, you have an eight-month pregnant woman. Yeah. I'll be 100% honest. That's a red flag deal breaker for me. If you're
3: currently in... If you currently have another one as pregnant, hasn't even had the child yet, yeah. and you're dating me, I'm already like, no, it just seems like a lot of trouble. It's just a lot. How about you just focus on that person, on that baby, let that baby be born, y'all nest for a little while. Let's talk in a couple of years, you know? Yeah. But for some reason, I think maybe you think it's wealth because in my mind, I'm like, you got to take care of a baby. But if you are that wealthy, there's, A certain amount of things that are taking care for you so you can just date people who have a pregnant person in their life i don't get it i'm it's a red flag for me yeah no
2: i feel like you get a you get to a point where money like is not a it's not something you think about anymore so you just do whatever the fuck you want but it's still weird especially now that like chloe got like cheated on in the same way she you know she met her like current you know, he's not with her anymore. But yeah, it's just like, why are you surprised that he did it again? That's just like his M.O. at this point.
4: Right. And they always say that. They say that if someone cheats on, there's a lot of someone's in the sentence. If someone cheats on <laughs> someone to be with you, then how can you ever really trust
0: them? Because exactly. they've shown that yeah. they did it once.
2: And he had a kid with Chloe as well, right? Yes. yes true. Yeah.
0: Two years after they got together, they had True. and uh, She was born in April 2018. But this was after now, mind you, they were together. She was pregnant, you know, about to give birth. And days before she's about to give birth, Tristan is caught kissing two women in like a club and then going to a hotel with a third woman. So this mm-hmm. is just days. Jeez. So this is a pattern for him. Of Espe- like,
4: Seems like his- especially when when his uh, ladies are pregnant. Yeah. Or maybe it's just all the time. But he must get. It's probably taught. all the time. Yeah. It seems
0: to really ramp up around right. the time they're about to give birth.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it literally feels like one of those people who are like one of those men who are just like obsessed with like having children. He just like wants to have children as many would like as many women as possible. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Like literally, because once the woman is pregnant and it's you know it's a done deal, he's like, okay, moving on to the next person I can have a child with, and I think he's just like trying to mix his genes with everyone just to what be a like, what pink. is the best baby that just comes out? <laughs> but at least yeah. okay,
0: that's what I think Nick Cannon does. But at least Nick Cannon, I feel like, keeps it clean. He's like, got this woman, we have a baby, moving on to the next. He doesn't oh, yeah. cross over and, ke- and, and and get these women all like thinking that they have a man when he's really cheating on them you know
2: yeah exactly (laughs) be
0: like nick cannon if you want (laughs) to spread your seed i guess is what i'm saying
1: Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out now from Lemonada Media. Hi, I'm June Diane Raphael. And I'm Jessica St. Clair. And each week we are sitting down to talk all about life's twists, turns, and absurdities on The Deep Dive. From exploring the depths of TikTok, which is our only news source, to navigating the complexities of grief and loss, we are just two best friends behind a mic processing life together. This podcast is all about finding the silver linings in the madness. So get ready for unfiltered conversations about motherhood, careers, pop culture, and everything in between. Here at The Deep Dive, we're all about community. We believe in the power of sharing experiences and the strength that comes from supporting one another. And we would love to have you with us. So be sure to join us every Wednesday on the Deep Dive from Lemonata Media, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: So I feel like in the beginning, you know, we are team Chloe. We don't know the Jordan Craig thing too much because it wasn't as publicized as like the later things. We're just feeling sorry for Chloe. You know, she's always wanted love. She's supposedly found love, you know, and this is after the whole Lamar situation where we just want her to like win. And, you know, now she's having a kid, you know, her other sisters have had children. And so we're just like kind of rooting for her. And we also know that growing up, that she was really targeted by, you know, gossip rags as like the ugly Kardashian, right? The fat Kardashian, all of these things. And so you wonder if that's playing into why she's dealing with the man who seems to be kind of toxic, right? You know, we've all been there where it's like, you maybe don't feel worthy, Cause why you know I feel like when I'm rich and famous I don't I don't have to date garbage anymore. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm yeah. only dating garbage right now because maybe I don't have options. But I feel like when I'm rich and famous. <laughs> but it, what it's what it's kind of showing me is that maybe she still feels not great about herself.
2: Yeah, but also I mean, also like yeah, the thing with her is like she was always born into it. Like she's she has always been like rich and so this is a a, a very normal lifestyle. So I don't think she has anything to compare it to. And I agree with you. I mean, like, she maybe feels that she actually deserves this, you know, like, like getting cheated on and stuff. I'm just like, this is the best I can do.
0: Yeah. Allison, what is like, can you remember like the worst person you've ever dated? Like, and how long you put up with it? And like,
4: oh, years and years. I was actually I, I was just thinking about it this morning. This is about to get a little bit too real. I was thinking about these situations that I was in as a young person that other women who had more of a sense of self would ha- like I'm talking about, you know, like older people I work with just doing like just all sorts of shady stuff that now people would have been like me tooed for basically. And women who had a sense of self, I think, would have been insulted or angry or reported them. I don't I don't know how much I've ever really even talked about this. I was thinking of maybe writing something about it. But I was thinking that instead I was like flattered, like, oh, my God, he likes me and he's in a relationship. but He likes me so much that he's willing to jeopardize it, which these like I basically was getting like the dregs of these like it wasn't like you get to a certain age where you realize some people just seem to know this younger, but it took me a long time to realize it where like, if someone really likes you and respects you and wants something stable with you, they will approach you in a certain way. But if they just want to like hook up on the side and they're a garbage person, as you, as you said before, then there's a different way they approach it. And there's like a seduction and it moves very fast and it's just a hookup basically. And I didn't understand how to tell the difference uh, and, and now I look back and I think all all of that attention that I was accepting and these guys that I was getting excited about and I thought maybe I could have a future with, it was all like borderline insulting ways that they were approaching me. And I that's what I thought I deserved and I didn't know any different. So I fully have been Chloe. I mean, not yeah. to that degree, but like I get that entirely.
0: And I think the added layer on top of this is like, you know... Tristan is, at this point, under 30 years old. And so he's in his 20s. He's obviously making a lot of money, you know, because he's a baller. But in a way, it feels like he's a gold digger. Mm. Because, you know, he found one woman that he's happy with. And then he seems allegedly kind of hopped to Larsa Pippin, who, you know, has name, clout, all of that recognition. And then Larsa introduces him to the Kardashians, which have the largest clout. And he just hops over to there. To me, he kind of feels like I don't you know, I don't know. It's not gold digger, but it kind of is like like a social climber. Because yeah. I read that
4: he makes 10 mil like he has to now pay the baby mama 40,000 a month or something and he makes 10 million a year so he's making good money right but do you think he's like a social climber that's what it feels like
2: but but the thing is from what i'm reading is is he's also retiring soon like he's like this is like his last season or whatever i think maybe now because he knows that he's retiring he still like you know like wants a, a stream of revenue to keep coming in so you know he's trying to get into that circle still and remain in it
0: yeah, I mean cuz I think that when you get into the Kardashian circle, like there that money is long, we're 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 going to see Kardashians in our life until we die. And
2: then yeah. will, and <laughs>
0: oh, on absolutely that, right? the game plan is
3: already on. I already
0: follow North on
3: Instagram. It's just <laughs> a lot. It's like, oh my god, it's just a new batch of people to yeah. like aspire to be like, but
2: Absolutely. And to
3: go back to the Tristan and kind of Chloe relationship towards the beginning is like This is his relationship with the Larsa things. It is a complete and total pattern that is now sort of like fully coming to a head again. But I mean, she could go back like she could 100 percent go back. Like you keep thinking this is going to be the last time. And then it just isn't because then after Larsa and the other. Woman, It was like right when Chloe was pregnant, Mm -hmm. so she just had like a couple of months before giving birth. So that's when it happened again, correct?
0: That was really the first time that he was caught cheating was when she was about to give birth. And so Mm. True was born in April of 2018. But then she reconciled with him because obviously, you know, you, you even if your man is a piece of shit, you still care about your kid more than anything, and you're just like, okay, everyone makes mistakes. He's never going to do this again because I'm a Kardashian. Why would he be that dumb? But he was that dumb because then in February of 2019, it comes out that Jordan Woods, who was you know, B, you know BFFs with uh, Kylie, ends up kissing tristan and um going on you know red table talk to really explain what happened and we also hear what we hear from chloe's side what happened on keeping up with the kardashians and that's yeah. where it got this is when it starts turning into like mean girl territory and you start becoming either like team chloe or team jordan yeah because essentially you know chloe finds out that uh jordan Kisses Tristan mm-hmm. and they go on a rampage. You hear them talking about we want to ruin this girl's life. You know, um, we have people like Kamora Lee Simmons calling Kim saying, you know, like you can't be nice about this. People need to know, like, not to mess with you. It gets real mean, girl. Lars is chiming in because at this point, Lars is still friends with the Kardashians, they haven't broken yeah. up yet. Lars is wow. chiming in. Chloe, you know, is tweeting out really nasty things about Jordan. Um I think on the show she calls Jordan fat, which really sends people into like a really Chloe, you're you're fat shaming um Jordan. Yeah. And and people don't like to see this side of Chloe cuz until this point again, Chloe has been the one that we have really identified at least I know me as like a fat girl I identify totally. with Chloe right she had the personality because she had to because she maybe wasn't the quote-unquote prettiest and we've already always liked her now she has become the mean girl that we all didn't like it's
4: funny how much that just like I just total 180 like she called her fat well fuck her because now I <laughs> now I have no
0: sympathy for her and Kim starts getting some heat too because you know one of the things she throws out there about Jordan is like you know she needs to be you know grateful that all the all the stuff that Kylie's done for her has been able to feed her entire family like yeah. mind you Jordan Woods grew up very wealthy her dad was like BFFs with Will Smith you know like they work together on the show and that's why she's friends with the Smith family like it wasn't like they were destitute and Kylie was like taking care of this pauper you know and so really I think that you know it was not a good look and then you know Jordan goes on the red table talk and explains her side of the story and you know I will fully admit that I was team Jordan especially after that Mm -hmm. interview because she basically said look I fully admit I was in the wrong. She admitted I should not have been partying with my friend's boyfriend. She knows that like she shouldn't have been. But also let's let's just go back to like, this is what they've all done. Chloe, they've all hung out with the same guys and dated the same guys. So like they're kind of like, you know, being like wishy-washy there. But anyways, she admits like I shouldn't have been hanging out with him. But I, I went to leave and he kissed me. I absolutely believe he leaned over and kissed her. And she was kind of like, uh, it's like, you know, five in the morning. I just want to get out of here. Right.
2: Yeah. And the thing is, like, didn't like Chloe forgive him, but not her?
0: Exactly. She publicly drags Jordan online on Twitter, but she doesn't publicly drag her baby daddy. And that rubs people the wrong way because she feels like they feel like this is like a 20 something year old kid and you're, like, a 30-something-year-old woman, yes, she made a mistake, but, like, your man is the one you need to check. Exactly. And he's the one that publicly embarrassed you, and he is the one that you should be publicly shaming. So yeah. I think that's where we kind of, like, now we're on the other side of it. And that's a pretty
3: classic, like, misguided, like, focus of attention and blame and guilt. Yeah. Is there's always this thing of of, like women are coming to get my man or whatever it is. I'm gay. So that was, did not come out of my mouth very naturally. <laughs> women are coming to get my man. Um, But no, it's, <laughs>
2: that was a good impression. Uh, I,
3: I was convinced. I was convinced. Yeah. So yeah. Actual. Um, but no, there's, there's this sense for me of like, that is a common, like misgiving and definitely yeah. like falls in line with some like anti-woman kind of rhetoric that I feel mm-hmm. like we all have inside of ourselves. and, we're not necessarily all there. I've admitted to you guys that I was a big slut shamer in high school. And like that has definitely like a whiff of that of like growing up in the nineties and early two thousands and like assuming that it's like women who are coming to cheat (laughs) and take your boyfriend. And the truth is, is that people out there don't owe your relationship or owe you anything. Really? The only person that's ever entered into an agreement with you is the person that you're actually with. And so that is Mm -hmm. the person that you should hold accountable Now, Kylie, however, didn't kind of had an agreement with Jordan in an unspoken way of like, hey, you should probably not go and, you know, kiss any of my sister's husbands or boyfriends. So there's a there's an unspoken agreement there because she has a relationship to the family. But yeah, the craziest part of this is like this was the biggest news in the goddamn universe when it happened. It's because it has all the elements of like a crazy tabloid story, which is like cheating for the second time with somebody that is already famous that we know is Kylie's best friend. And it's just like the feeding frenzy around the Kardashians with this stuff. It's it's good for business, you know, and it's good for them. And it sucks that it's at the behest and at the pain of uh, a Khloe Kardashian. But it just really keeps us talking about them. So to a certain extent, I think there's a – I take it all with a grain of salt because I'm like, okay, well, you're still making so much money and still in the news over this painful stuff. Maybe – but they feed into it. Like they love being online and they love being on TV. So they're just so used to it. See, I feel like the kissing stuff – and I'm not excusing
4: it, but yeah. it's that's mo- that's easier to excuse than impregnating
3: another woman. Yeah. Oh, 100.
4: That's well,
2: of course, yeah.
4: I imagine the, the Chloe's pain at the kissing. It, it, I don't. At the same time, it's all betrayal. But just yeah. uh, to to your point about the 90s misogyny and feeling like women are coming to steal your man, which I enjoyed hearing you say. Thank um you. I I think <laughs> there's also this like baked in, you know retrograde idea that well boys will be boys men are cads. they're gonna stick their dick in whatever they can and and we women have to keep them in line yeah so like it's okay for my husband to go hit on you but you just don't reciprocate and then it'll be okay
3: yeah there's definitely two ends of that for sure Do you ever get hit with a cringy memory of your 13-year-old self out of nowhere and suddenly you're panicked, sweating, and laughing at the same time? Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. We all get that. It's because being an adolescent is one of the most visceral shared experiences we have as people. And we want to talk about it. Join me, Penn Badgley, and my two friends, Nava and Sophie, on Podcrushed as we interview celebrity guests about the joys and horrors of being a teenager and how those moments made them who they are today. New episodes
1: of Podcrushed are out now. Wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of your favorite Lemonata Media podcasts? By subscribing to Lemonata Premium today, you'll gain access to fun and inspiring bonus content from all of our podcasts across the Lemonata Media Network. As a subscriber, you can listen to never before heard interview excerpts, behind the scenes segments, and continue to uncover new ways to make life suck less through all of our exclusive subscriber audio. Check out a free trial of Lemonada Premium today in the Apple Podcast app by clicking on our podcast logo and then the subscribe button.
0: So obviously, you know, Chloe takes him back. We're all kind of like, at this point, we don't feel sorry for you because you've been warned twice. You've taken him back. But like, they seem to be doing their own thing and it's working for them. But then all of a sudden, in December... I don't know who, you know, it was TMZ, somebody gets a hold of a paternity suit that a woman named Marilyn Nichols has filed um, in Houston, Texas.
3: Yeah, that's where I'm from, where all the cheaters are from.
0: <laughs> what did happen was Tristan's 30th birthday, they hook up, and this is while he is with Chloe, and she gets pregnant. And the worst part that came out of this paternity suit was reading the the text messages and the snapchat messages mm. that tristan was sending this woman yeah. basically you know there was like you're telling her, obviously, to get an abortion. And then there was the, well, I don't know what you think you're going to get from this. You know, you can, you should take this $75,000 I'm offering you because I'm retiring soon and you're not going to get any money from me once I'm retired. And like basically making it seem like she's just like, again, a gold digger and just being completely nasty, saying he's going to have nothing to do with this kid, which is just like, ugh, you are a gross. And I also, I just found out I did not realize this, Tristan is a Canadian, and I was very shocked to hear that because I thought Canadians were supposed to be some of the nicest people, but reading those text messages, that's not very Canadian of you. (laughs) Um, So the paternity suit is filed, and then on January 3rd, Tristan posts in his IG stories that yes, he is the father of Marilee's son, and so that sibling that uh, Chloe had been talking about wanting for True... Uh. (sighs) heartbreaking Uh, she she did manifest Uh. it probably not in the way she wanted to but now she has a sibling i mean just at this point she can't go back to him right you don't do you do you think she will ever go back to him maybe hopefully not you guys oh no really maybe
2: you think there's a
4: possibility i hope not it seems like she's having trouble uh shaking him off
3: yeah you know one of the things that that i kind of stuck out to me is that in 2019 in June after the Jordan Wood scandal that, you know, Chloe mentioned that the cheating scandal was like, quote, like a debilitating blow to her soul and that she was humiliated. And I can't remember the last time I felt humiliated or like that is such a raw, horrible, like feeling to have in the public eye. And I can imagine that she's going through it again. And I mean, that kind of stuff and issues that present themselves in our lives, like they will continue to pop up until we've like healed that wound. And so who knows if she's healed it, you know? Who knows if she's not ready in a couple of years to get back into it and he's going to sweet talk her into it.
4: And in Tristan's apology, which he posted on Instagram, he apologized for the humiliation he caused her. And I yeah. went back and forth on that because I was like to her, would that feel good to have him acknowledge it even though it's in public or is that just rubbing salt in the wound? in a way like to have someone talking about how they humiliated you publicly is almost more humiliation.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I I, I just feel like when people say to you, yeah, like you don't deserve this and you deserve better and all of that shit. I'm just like, please stop. Cause like, it felt coached
4: almost. Very calculated.
2: Yeah, because like what you're saying is basically, I am doing this for you. I want the best for you. And it's just like, no, you're not. Like you're you're a piece of shit. Like don't you know
4: Yeah, he said like his actions don't line up with how he sees her. It's like what what does that mean? Yeah. Because if that were true, then he wouldn't have behaved the way he behaved. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just it's hard for me to believe anything he's saying is sincere when this is a pattern for him. Yeah. I think that he's apologizing because he got caught
3: and it's so exactly. public.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
3: And ran that through the end of the line with a paternity test, like would not admit that he slept with her even until a literal baby form of proof yeah. was, was like, you know what it is too? It, that apology, Allison, really reminds me too, of that thing that people say where it's like, this is not who I am, you know, like that line. I always hear that line in apologies of like, this is not who I am. I'm like, yes, it is. And and, and to admit that is is part of the part of the actual resolution to say, I actually don't respect you and I need to figure out why I don't respect the people in my life that give me great things. Like there is something about like truly admitting that you're being a piece of shit in order to take that as a stepping stone for the next thing, you know?
2: Absolutely, yeah, that's like like when politicians, every time something bad happens, they're like, this is not what America is, and I'm just like, <laughs> well, are we just gonna keep doing this because <laughs> yes. it is what America is? they're like, nope, no, it's, it's not, or uh, this is not the version we think of. So yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, yeah. No, You need to acknowledge the mistakes and like the horrible stuff in order to progress in like whether like a relationship or anything else, but... I mean he he's not doing that. And I feel like no. if you ever need a DNA test for you to finally admit to something, then you really <laughs> you have gone here. too far. Yes, <laughs> exactly. you've gone too motherfucking far. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I think
0: the consensus is that we all agree that like Triss is a cheater. He's always gonna be a cheater. He's not gonna re- you know, redeem himself. Anytime soon, at least. Uh So, like, leave him alone. But then this... Okay, so now I'm wondering about myself. Like, do I have lower expectations of Chloe, Or am I being a romantic? But, you know, Lamar Odom, her Mm ex-husband, in all of this mess with Tristan, I think he posted somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, like, he wanted the best for her and he wanted to reach out with her and he was hoped she was taking care. And it put a little soft spot in my heart, you know, because I actually, when they were together... That was a couple I actually really did root for. He obviously had his own demons and, you know, he ended up almost dying in a, you know, brothel. What was wild about that was when that all happened, she wasn't even with him anymore. She took care of him and they weren't together because she really did love him. And so I guess I'm just curious your thoughts, you know, to me, Is recycling a bad idea in this situation? Does (laughs) Chloe need to leave all of these toxic men behind? Or like, is there a chance that maybe Lamar was a, you know, right person, wrong time situation? I think she needs to find herself
3: a nice, good Midwestern IT guy yes. who is obsessed Get with her, a boring who guy. cannot <laughs> stop praising her, who just wants to live for her and her daughter. And I just, she, his name needs to be like Ned, Joe and something just, yeah, Ned, Ned, Joe, Joe Ned. <laughs> and he will just love the Jesus out of her and she should just be fine with it. But,
0: you know, she likes a bad boy. Do you think yeah. you could ever see a Kardashian with a regular person?
4: <laughs> I like the most regular that. person they found was Travis Barker. Yeah. <laughs> <That's the laughs> Who's not regular man. at all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like, there are guys out there who don't cheat. And I think when things like this happen, the the ones out there who don't, unless I'm like the most naive person in the world, I believe there are are people out there who don't (laughs) cheat. And when things like this happen, I think the people who don't cheat are like, why do women keep falling for these no good guys when there's like a ton of good guys that we're not as flashy, but you know yeah we won't they, break they, your heart over and over
2: they need to pull an ariana grande you know like isn't she like with someone who literally has yeah their, like a uh, real estate Instagram private, yeah it's so who's just like yeah like everyone is like who the fuck is this and she's like <laughs> that is the point that's exactly really. it yeah yeah i
0: mean look I, I i i say all this without judgment because i know full well i have a full-on crush on tom hank's black sheep's son Chet Hayes who is probably like the worst idea but I can't help myself so I get it I get how sometimes you just you like what you like and you can't help yourself even if you have all the money in the world Kiki
4: at first I thought you were saying you have a crush on Tom Hanks and I was like yes
3: you go (laughs) that's you're doing it you're doing the thing we're talking about Kiki I mean yeah he's been married for a very
0: long time and he's taken woman.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, my
0: God. So, Allison, if you were Khloe Kardashian, who would you apologize to and who would you expect apologies from at this point? I would apologize to Jordan
4: Woods for being mean. I would expect an apology from Tristan. And, uh... I think that's, I, th- I think that, who, am I forgetting some some other major players?
2: I, I mean, I think she should apologize to all of these people that she bullied on her show, Revenge Body, because she was very mean to them.
3: God, she was mean.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh. Also, I'm just like, Is she not aware that there are like other ways to take revenge? Like, I don't know. You're rich. Hire a hitman. I'm not sure what. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Murder is a good one. I've had friends who peed on their ex's cars. I don't know if that's a good look, but that's certainly a take.
2: Here's the thing. I will never take revenge over someone by making myself do more work. Like, what is that? (laughs) Like, why am I being punished again by going to the gym so much? No. No. Yeah, I don't deserve this.
3: And if I was Chloe Kardashian, I would restock the black leather pant in a mm. 3X nice. on Good American because I want it and I can't have it right now because they're out of stock. So that's oh, what I would do yeah. if I was her. At least as a first step towards reconciling um, <laughs> with the fans, with my
0: friends and fans. <laughs> with OHA. to reconcile yes. with, with OHA, me. put Chloe. that 3X leather pant. Chloe, <laughs> get that 3X leather pant out. <laughs> Get it out, and I forgive you. I forgive you fully. (laughs) Then we'll talk. (laughs) Well, thank you, Allison, so much for coming and indulging our um, Kardashian love and our deep dive. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. I loved it. Can you tell everyone like where we can find you online, on your podcast, all the things? Yes, please
4: follow me on social media uh, at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. And listen to Allison Rosen is your new best friend that comes out Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, Monday is an interview. Thursday is a, a group show. And mm-hmm. then listen to Childish every other Wednesday and listen to Upworthy Weekly every Saturday.
0: Busy, 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 busy. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you, um, you Alice. Our new best—you're our new best friend. I feel you it's are, true.
2: You are the only best you friend we it. had on this. Oh, show. good.
0: <laughs> yes. Sorry, old best friend.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, now it's time for my favorite segment every week. Sorry, not sorry. Where we either apologize to someone who we wronged or demand an apology. Oh, I'm going to start with you because you usually apologize to someone. Do you think Mm -hmm. someone owes you an apology this week?
3: You guys, yes. It's crazy. Finally. I feel owed an apology to. Finally. And it has a lot to do with kind of where I am right now. So I'm still in Mexico at my mom's house. Okay. And um, I have been going to the beach every day except for the days that it's been raining. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I still am baffled by topless beaches. (laughs) I am like, so like, it it still shocks me to my core at times. And I'll realize this is I've been living in America for so long that the culture of America has permeated in my brain. And so this is a different thing specifically, but uh, so I go to the beach and there's a lot of topless people, right? Mm -hmm. and then i see a woman and she's walking right towards me and i'm sitting on the sand and you know i'm still in like you know don't get too close to me mode or whatever and she sits right next to me and when i tell you right next to me like our towels are you know like almost touching right okay and then i know so i'm already like Girl, you don't have a shirt on. You're sitting too close to me. It, she's just causing a nuisance in my peaceful sort of like just watching the ocean tide come back and forth, you know? Yeah. And so then she starts like loudly um, going things like, oh, my God, that's crazy. You know, she's just saying stuff like to Mm-mm. talk to me kind of to try yeah. to establish some kind of connection and conversations with me as she is topless standing too close to me. Um, so I don't take the bait. But then she full on just starts trying to engage and ask me questions. And so I just I just want an apology from her uh, random nude lady in Mexico Beach for infringing upon my nature time and forcing the prude parts of myself to like I don't want to self acknowledge that I don't it was just too hard with the boobs and the conversation. Was she hitting on you though? Okay, see, this is one of the I don't think so but i've been told in my life that many people hit on me and i have no idea that it's happening so i mean i because guess
0: because what would be her other reasoning i mean if this conversation didn't lead to a spe- like she didn't ask you for money or no. any sort of handout so wouldn't she, she be just wanted to you? hang she just wanted to hang out with me i just i
2: just I, I mean i i i understand as someone who really hates small talk but i just <laughs> love that your uh your uh, demand for an apology has been sandwiched into this like bragging session you know i'm <laughs> no. in mexico at a beach <laughs> in a beach and those strangers are just hitting on me she and not hitting on me and to that i, a I need to an apology no i i get it i get it were your oh, boobs
3: out too no my boobs were not out oh, i okay. i can't do that i i wish i could i'm more of a you know nude in showers and in dark rooms kind of person um <laughs> There's very specific yeah.
0: reasons for me to be, you know, butt naked. Um, I love the idea of naked on a beach. But yeah, you're right. Like when I go to Miami, I guess it's like a thing in Miami, too. I'm always caught off guard, though, when I see it. And I'm like, whoa,
2: yeah. titties
0: in my face.
3: Cool. And then I, I just like stare not out of being attracted to the titties. It's just that we don't see them often. And when you don't see something often, it's like if a little unicorn popped up. And you just, you just got to look at it and keep looking at it.
0: Um, Well, it's like, you know, comedian Bridget Everett's song about, you know, flapjack titties. You just want to see what other titties people are working with, right? Like, Like, you know what your boobs look like every day. You look at them, you know, getting naked, but you're just always curious. Like, oh, is this what's happening? Oh, I didn't know boobs could do that. I, yeah, I'm just curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't think I wanna be naked on a beach even if I was the only person on that beach. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, no, I'll just wear still wear my shorts alone on this beach, yeah. yeah, so Kiki what's uh what's happening
0: um I don't know you you both have pets, so I don't know if you are experiencing the same thing I am it, it seems that a lot of people in this country are experiencing pet food shortages. It's just like you go mm. into stores, there's like no food on the shelves, and so I have spent several hours every week online just looking for pet food, just trying to, like, get as much... Because, you know, Mm. animals are finicky. If they don't have the specific food that they eat, they, like, won't eat it. So, it's like, you can't just get anything. And so, I've been searching. Anyway, so, it's like, um, I want an apology from Petco. You know, I am a rewards member. I use them often. (laughs) And I found some, or at least so I thought, pet food online... And had ordered some. I think the thing about Petco is like what I didn't realize is like they'll say they have it, and then like a week later, they'll be like, oh, sorry, it's back ordered, which is oh. frustrating. It's like, you know, like yeah. why could you couldn't just tell me that like within 24 hours? Like, why did I have to wait a week before you told me that? And so this weekend I get this notification that the food was back ordered and I thought I had ordered two boxes. And I try to avoid calling 800 numbers I like to do chat I I have like customer service anxiety so I always try to do chat when I can and um I did the chat and I wasn't getting the answers I needed you know how when you just like are frustrated with the chat you just close it you're just like I'm done I cannot yeah and I close it and then all of a sudden I open my email and it's like your order has been canceled and so I didn't know if like the chat agent felt some type of way and just decided to can't because I definitely did. So then I had to call the 800 number and luckily the 800 people were very nice. They reinstated the order, but you know, I still feel like Petco owes me an apology. If you can't get an inventory system that lets me know within 24 to 48 hours, if something is back ordered, let me know sooner than a week. This is like, you know, animal food we're talking about. So... Petco, I love you. I'll still be a rewards member, but you owe me an apology.
2: Yeah, I mean the only, honestly, the only way they can be forgiven if they choose to sponsor this podcast, Petco. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> exactly. Hey, yeah, you you got one chance here. Don't blow it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I have been watching. Uh, what is it? And just like that. Oh yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And truly needs a need an apology from uh, the character of uh, Che Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> i i truly cannot what's happening here is is this character supposed to be a villain because i feel like that's what what the vibe that i'm getting but nobody here's, seems here's,
0: to like che diaz
2: but here's my my issue and it's not just che diaz it's just with like all of them now uh over one term that they've been using nonstop, which is comedy concert <laughs> What's a comedy concert? Stop saying it as it's a normal thing that people say. There's no such thing as a comedy concert. What if someone, yeah. like, what if someone who has never like been to a comedy show or not familiar with the terms, and now is just like, hey, Mohan, when is your next concert? I'll die immediately. Stop doing this. <laughs>
0: Notice that. Now I have to go, go back and re-watch these episodes just to hear that because that is hilarious.
2: Anyway, is really if they're listening, I, I don't even want them to uh, sponsor the podcast, really. Just stop <laughs> saying comedy concert. That's all I want.
0: <laughs> I'm Sorry is a Lemonada Media original. The show is produced by Alex McCohen. Supervising producer is Chrissy Pease. Our executive producers are Stephanie Whittles-Wax and Jessica Cordova-Kramer. Our mix is by Kat Yore, and theme music was composed by Xander Singh. If you like this show, please rate and review. And please don't cancel us. You can find out more about our show at Lemonada Media on all social platforms, or follow us on Instagram at I'm Sorry underscore podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, be nice, play fair, and always say I'm sorry. Thanks for listening.
1: Last Day is a show about the moments that change us.
4: I just don't think I will ever get used to this.
1: I'm Stephanie Wittleswax and I have had one of these moments. We all have. So let's unpack the chaos that is our human existence together. I don't believe things happen for a reason. I don't believe the universe has a plan. Each week, I sit down with a new guest to explore happy, sad stories of transformation.
0: It's leaning far, far into the pain. That's what it is.
1: Listen to Last Day wherever you get your
3: podcasts.
1: Hey, Friends. It's Megan Trainer
3: and her big bro Ryan Trainer and her husband, Daryl Sabara
1: each week on our podcast working on it. We share behind-the-scenes stories and bring you into our hilarious and heartfelt conversations, and sometimes with amazing guests.
4: We tackle everything from navigating Hollywood to mental health to Megan becoming a mother, Daryl becoming a father, and so much more.
1: We'll get into the nitty-gritty of our lives and leave no detail behind. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new.
3: Listen to new episodes out every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.